0: This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter the offer code GRUBSTREET at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build a beautiful. All right, so we are standing outside, the largest Chick-fil-A in America. It opened this past fall in midtown Manhattan. People are running all around. We're about a block away from Macy's. It's chaos. Yeah. Uh, And there are a lot of people inside, despite the fact that it's five o'clock on a Monday. I don't know what meal anyone would be eating right now. Chicken sandwiches.
1: Chicken sandwiches. It does say that this is the home of the original chicken sandwich, right? Sure. So let's get in there. Have you ever been to a Chick-fil-A? Let the record show. I have never been to a Chick fil A. This is your first encounter. I am an old weathered Yankee. I have never had Chick fil A. I am sort of looking forward to the experience.
0: I'll be interested to see what you think. My personal theory is that Chick fil A is one of those things like Dr. Pepper or grits or barbecue. It just tastes better when you're south of the Mason Dixon line.
1: Well let's see, now Chick-fil-A, you have some background on Chick-fil-A? From
0: what do you need to know, Southern Chicken
1: Chain, resisted New York for years, very religious owner, uh, apparently they, he invented a, this uh, pressure cooking machine which cooks chicken like like a burger. He did it in the 60s and uh, it's been all money for him ever since.
0: Okay, so you ordered two Chick-fil-A sandwiches, two spicy chicken sandwiches, two Chick-fil-A deluxe sandwiches, uh, Dr. Pepper and an unsweet tea and two small fries.
1: Lord have mercy, yes we did. Alright. Do you wanna try cookies,
0: ice cream, anything?
1: Oh, no, are you no. kidding? <laughs>
0: Can I get a name
1: for your order? Uh Adam. Adam. Did you just make one up? No. Yeah, we made that up.
0: As you just heard. We took Mr. Platt on his maiden voyage to Chick-fil-A, but we are back in the studio now. We're going to taste test some chef versions of chicken sandwiches. We are going to then go back to Chick-fil-A and get Mr. Platt's long-awaited verdict on Chick-fil-A. I'm Alan Sitzman, I'm the editor of Grub Street. This is the Grub Street Podcast. I'm here, as always, with New York Magazine's chief restaurant critic, Adam Platt. Hello, Adam. Hi, Alan. How are you? Today... We were talking about chicken sandwiches, specifically fried chicken sandwiches, the fast food staple that all of a sudden has a stranglehold on New York City's chefs and restaurants.
1: You know that fast food, uh, not just New York, but uh, the rest of the country, and then consequently the entire world has been going mad, the restaurant world's going mad for fast food over the last decade or so. Uh, Each fast food seems to have its moment in the sort of... Internet-fueled uh, cosmology, and we have all going crazy about it. Hamburgers. We talked about pizza already, and you know, really, since the summertime, the fried chicken sandwich has been having an extended moment—a long, extended moment, drawn-out moment. Well, you know, as you, we've talked about, I think what 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 has happened is uh, you have the Shake Shack phenomenon whereby uh, reputable restaurateur Danny Meyer has taken the the, the lowly hamburger and turned it into sort of a money machine. And now uh, other chefs, uh, not just in New York, but uh, around the country are looking for that sort of golden bullet uh, that they they can turn into gold. And uh, obviously David Chang, we all know he is, he's the sort of grandfather or the father of the steamed pork bun, has gone big into the chicken sandwich with his, uh, I guess you would call it a fast, casual uh, fried chicken sandwich den, a place called Fuku, which opened uh, this summer.
0: I think that the thing about running a full service restaurant that people are pretty aware of is that they don't make a lot of money. Fine dining does not make you rich. You open the restaurant so you can open the spin-off, so you can write the cookbooks. And what Danny Meyer has proven is that there's a lot more money to be had in the so-called
1: fast, casual right. model. Well, Danny Meyer followed, I um, mean, sort of diligently followed the model. He opened uh, famously the Union Square Cafe. It used to be, this is what you would do. You'd open a semi-neighborly a uh, restaurant or a smaller restaurant and open progressively bigger, more ambitious ones. Uh, Danny did that diligently uh, and then decided, you know what, the heck with this. I'm opening the hamburger joint of my dreams right around the corner from where I live, which was the original Shake Shack. And I think he was surprised by how successful it was.
0: Well, I think he proved, too, that you can apply the sort of fine dining restaurant sensibility to a burger joint. You can have, you know, very friendly, very helpful staff members. You can have, you know, thoughtfully purchased ingredients, but then it's still a burger joint. So it's right. Well, that's,
1: that's really sort of the story. If we're going to talk about sort of the meta sort of restaurant trend of the last 15, 10 to 15 years, that's it. Anyway, so now, chicken
0: sandwiches. Everyone wants to do a chicken Here sandwiches now. Here we are, now. chicken sandwiches. The funny thing is Chick-fil-A opened in New York City, but a lot of other people had already done these chefed-up versions of chicken
1: sandwiches. Well, C- Chick-fil-A is really, uh, I don't know if they invented the chicken sandwich. The fried chicken sandwich has been around for a long time, but they certainly popularized it. They're sort of the, I don't know, could you call them the The White Castle of the Fried Chicken Sandwich? Sort of the one of the original fried chicken No, you're shaking your head. I mean sure. What do you mean sure? What's wrong with that? The White Castle of Fried Chicken Sandwiches
0: Yeah, okay. They've been around forever, but they were late to arrive in New York. A lot of chefs got the jump on them in Manhattan especially. Yeah, yeah, well,
1: you know, yeah, I don't think they really care very much about that. But they did. You know, they, they came to New York late. Uh, there are probably a lot of reasons for that. Like, why would they come to New York? They're, they're a, a, a southern chain. Also, they're run by God-fearing Baptists. New York is, you know, the city of Mammon. Why would they come here? Anyway, probably sensing what was in the wind, they opened a giant three-story Phyllis sandwich place right below Times Square.
0: Yeah, but before that happened, right? Let's talk about the people who are actually doing it okay. well and well. not making beige flavored sandwiches. Oh,
1: Jesus, beige flavored!
0: There were a lot of places. Yeah. There were a lot of chefs. Well, um, I think.
1: Well, I think it started with Chang.
0: Everything think, starts with Chang. Yeah, everything doesn't start with Chang on the everything internet. Starts, it does, and as Chang you well know, on the internet
1: and on the internet, everything starts with Chang. No, because
0: there was a sort of pervasive sense of like or appreciation of of a gourmet take on like classically southern staples. So it's like for a long time you were seeing yeah. pimento fried cheese chicken. everywhere, fried yeah. chicken everywhere. And yeah. so there was a restaurant, Wilma Jean in yeah. Brooklyn that did a fried chicken sandwich oh. long before Fuku love came Love that along. place, love that place. Um, you had, you know, the Meat Hook Sandwich Shop doing its version of uh, Nashville hot you chicken. You had blue,
1: rib- blue Ribbon Fried Chicken. You they had did Blue it Ribbon too. Fried
0: Chicken. Matzo Crusted Fried Chicken, so this very will, New will, York. Delicious
1: sandwiches. Anyway, I still, I still say Chang started it by going all in on this one little dish. One dish. The fried chicken sandwich. And then everybody
0: went bonkers. Well, it was back-to-back. It was Chang, and then like a month later, Shake Shack unveiled theirs. Bonkers. So it was one, two. Can't get away from it. Here
1: we are, still talking about it.
0: I mean, I think part of it, too, is that rents are high, so everybody's looking for the new burger, but beef prices are high, so everybody's looking to do the burger model more cheaply Fried chicken sandwich sort of lends itself to that naturally. Right, right. It's one of those things, anytime you have David Chang and Danny Meyer doing the same thing, you know, they're probably the two biggest names in New York restaurants right now. That's true. And uh, if they're doing the same thing, you're going to see a lot of people doing it also. Yeah,
1: I mean, are we going to try these things?
0: So we have here in the studio these two big-time chicken sandwiches, the Chicken Shack from Shake Shack and the Chicken Sandwich... I don't know what they call it. Hot, spicy chicken sandwich from Fuku. Let us try David Chang first. Mr. Chang. I have to say I'm giving them points because it is wrapped in one of those little foil pouches. True to the
1: Chick-fil-A inspiration. So let's eyeball this. Yeah, I, I, we have I think we should also say that, like, you know just as a sort of a, it's not entirely fair that we're doing this in the studio. They're not piping hot. They don't come off the griddle. They've been sitting in their bags a little while. I think Chang's sandwich especially suffers when it sits in its bag for a little while. Uh, I actually wrote about it a bit before and Chang brines his no doubt fancy chicken meat, deboned and flattened. So it looks like this sort of giant bat wing. So sort of somebody from sort of the new generation sort of would go, oh, wow, that's awesome. And, you know, my grandmother might go, eek. Anyway, also the roll gets a little wrinkled, right? It's one of these Martins. Is it a Martin roll? It's a Martin's potato roll. Of Shake Shack fame. Of many places fame. Famous the world over. It's got a little pickle on it. Two little pickles. Anything else? I think butter on the bun. Butter. No slaw, no nothing. No slaw. You can get it with a daikon radish slaw. Daikon radish. And then a little side of uh, hot sauce branded copyrighted no doubt it's
0: like uh, yeah it's like a korean chili paste
1: and uh, hoisin sauce now you know what i like to do is i like to cut it rip it in half and actually pile one on top of the other you already have a system you have a fuku system i have a fuku system I i have a system about a lot of this kind of food and i have a fuku system so anyway i'll put a little dab stack it up Spicy, which is nice. I, I don't know. I mean, the spice is okay. I don't know that it coheres that well. I think the the the, the filet is a little big. I think it tastes fine. Tastes good. I, it's fine to me. I, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have that sort of magical sort of alchemy that a, that a, that a great uh, sandwich has, which like mayonnaise mingling barbecue mingles together, sort of. The BLT, it, it, it doesn't seem to have that to me, although it, it perfectly, it, it's, like, you know, perfectly fine. It's, you know, chicken's good, fine. I don't know that I come running back to eat it, so I'm going to give it 3 out of 5 stars.
0: All right. I am moving on. Move on. Now, already, the Shake Shack sandwich, I think, looks a little more impressive. The chicken itself has a little more height to it,
1: I would say it looks more inviting. It just basically screams, eat me. There's uh, some
0: lettuce poking out. The pickles are right up there. I mean,
1: it looks like a fast that food little, ad. That little scrim of mayonnaise. It's fat as opposed to elongated. It fits in the bun almost perfectly. You know, sort of the size. I did a story recently on uh, vegetarian hamburgers, which is maybe we can talk about that another time. Anyway, uh, what 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 these, these new... Uh, sort of veggie burger specialists are trying to do is replicate the actual feel of the burger. Not really the taste, but the feel. And this this sandwich has a wonderful feel. It has like a heft to it. It, it, and it's like heavy, and it's not unwieldy, and it's like, you're just basically looking at it and looking for a place to chomp into it. I'm giving this four, four and a half out of five. I'm going full five. Five, full five. I'm going full five. You can convince me. I'm having the rest of it. Why full five? Here's why. Three versus five, that's pretty tough. I
0: think there's a four in there. This, to me, rises above any of the fast food ones that I've had, which, generally speaking, are pretty good. And it reminds me, with the lettuce on it, of... The Burger King chicken sandwich, which I think is an underrated. Oh, I love fast that! I used to live overseas sandwich. in
1: Hong Kong as a young, young fat guy, and it was called a gai bao in Cantonese. It is hugely popular, as you know. KFC is hugely popular in China, and obviously, chicken sandwiches. And that gai bao was like what everybody bought at Burger King, and I would buy like three gai bao's at a time and eat them on the train. So I'm, a, you know, that was a good damn chicken sandwich. You know what they have the, this one here. And by the way, these were not prepared, spe- especially by little chicken chefs. No, you know, we went out and we bought them. We went them. out and bought them. Uh, the, 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 the Shake Shack one, and again, I have been a critic of Shake Shack over the years, but the Shake Shack one has this sort of, cr- these little crunch, the crunch, crunchy sort of detritus piled up in the back of a sandwich. So, like, there's all this, you basically eat your way, you mine your way to these little pockets of crunch at the very end of the sandwich, and you know what what that is. Like, the end of the sandwich should be the absolute best, and it should drive you on to buy another one. So you're basically eating deep-fried crust with some mayonnaise and a little bit of
0: pickle brine on it. What's wrong with that? But it's pretty sort of ingeniously constructed for
1: for a fast food chain.
0: I mean, they spent many many months. One imagines deep in their Shake Shack R and D lab, figuring out the perfect combination of things. And I have to say, I think they did a pretty good job. We also
1: have to say, like it's more crunchy than Fuku. Um, they you carry it away in an open pocket versus in a in in, in Fuku you have this like the Roy Rogers like you know cellophane wrap which basically steams the thing out of its crunch so this one retains more crunch um i think i'm gonna finish it all i think you should
0: i think the buttermilk in it really helps too i mean they do brine the meat but it doesn't get that kind of like sort of like mm, like bounciness that that the marinated dark meat does it you know it retains a bit of its chicken-ness a little bit more in texture it just has that nice tang all right so we've tasted fuku We've tasted Shake Shack, but now it is time to get Mr. Platt's long awaited verdict on Chick fil A. Before we move on, let's read a quick word from our sponsor. Adam, have you ever tried to build a website? Have you ever gotten involved in that world?
1: Are you kidding, right? Is that like a serious question? It's usually
0: very difficult.
1: Yeah, but I imagine.
0: It can be very tricky. However, I'm old school. Squarespace? They make it very, very simple, and you know what the best part is? The sites look professionally designed regardless of the skill level. I'm going to remember that. There's no coding required. Awesome. It's intuitive, has easy-to-use tools. Like that? And you get a free domain if you sign up for a year.
1: What's the food angle?
0: They pay us to do, to talk about food. Well, let's keep it up then. I think we should. I'm all in favor. Uh, so everyone should go start their free trial today at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code GRUBSTREET to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful.
1: I'm having a you got in got You got trampled by the masses. Here you come. What are we doing first, the plane? Are you putting mayonnaise on it? What are you putting on it? I'm in not, your...
0: I'm not putting anything on it. Just go there. They're, They're moist. They're moist. You'll see, look.
1: margarine bun. I go Spartan. We got a few little, It's nice and soft. It looks inviting, it's got a nice hand feel to it, nicely weighted, a few inviting little dreary but cute looking pickles peeking out from under the little little sort of, really sort of moist looking chicken filet. Is it real chicken? Or is it some kind of- it's real chicken, they, they cook
0: it in peanut oil, oil. oil for a long time. You forgot the shininess of the industrial bun, that shiny squishy bun that you can only get at line, fast food line. restaurants. That's
1: I don't know, it's not bad. How would you describe the flavor? Not the texture, just the flavor. I can actually vaguely taste chicken. Very vaguely. Very vaguely. And I sorta of taste like I'm eating chicken vaguely as opposed to McNugget, which tastes like you're eating mashed flesh, which has been reconstituted somehow, God knows how. The first bite's the best and it, get, it, 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 gets, it gets a law of diminishing return sets in after that.
0: I would say that the flavor is very muted. It is a triumph of textures. You get the squishy bun, you get that crispy exterior, you get the pickles, and you get the meat, but the flavor is completely beige. It just is nothing. I
1: would agree with it. Let the record show the waffle fries are horrible. Dank, sort of old, vaguely plasticated, no added value. Honestly. I am deeply disappointed by these french fries. Whatever they are. My
0: theory of fast food is that as the quality of the burger or sandwich rises, the quality of the french
1: fries deteriorates. Oh, you've given this some thought. That's an interesting think about it. Clearly the ability, the the genius of this place is to preserve the it's like create the illusion of freshness again and again and again. And the way they do that is by making it—they don't over-fry it. It's slightly wet, slightly steamed flavor. Like the steaminess preserves some kind of flavor. I don't We're think there's
0: deep a deep. way to actually describe the way that it tastes because I don't think it tastes like anything.
1: Oh, is this the Chick-fil-A sauce? Let's try it. Why is it orange? It's like sweet and sour. It looks like cheese whiz that has been turned, sweetened and turned into jello, frozen, left to sit for 10 years, and then squirted into this thing for us to eat now. I don't know what the hell that is. It's really sweet. It's southern sweet. I don't mean that as a pejorative. It's just overwhelming. It obliterates what you were talking about, the lack of flavor, the subtlety, which is a polite word of saying it. There's no more subtlety. There's no more nothing. (laughs) There's just that, whatever that was. All right, I don't think I'm coming back. Maybe for the wrap when I'm on a diet. if you're driving through Atlanta and you
0: need to stop somewhere. I, never drive, I have never driven through Atlanta. It's no wonder you've never been to a Chick-fil-A.
1: So, all right. Oh, God. All right, what do you give it? You Summary, give it? how many stars? Okay, I'll give it a one and a half stars. Um, really for, uh, like the Admiral says, for the textures. And, you know, they really have d- clearly developed. A, I mean, it's not dry. It's pleasant to eat. I could probably eat five of them if I put my mind to it. So I'll give them one and a half, two. It's a solid chicken sandwich, but it sort of lacks the crisp. Uh, I would like other people to put the sauces on for me. Maybe they could do it table side for you. What would you give it? Uh, I'm going to
0: give it no stars. And it has nothing to do with the food. It has nothing to do with the food. It has nothing to do with the food, which is fine. It has nothing to do with the politics, which are questionable. It has to do with the fact that we're in Manhattan. It is a Vast and wondrous food and restaurant utopia. You know, I'm not going to judge what other people like, but like, there's much more interesting stuff to eat than Chick-fil-A. Why would you come here when there are 15 other places to get better versions for approximately
1: the same price? Oh, so you know, we're, we're tasting a phenomenon here. We're just really, you, know, we, you know, they invented the thing. <laughs> come on, man. I'll agree with you. It's the worst chicken sandwich we tasted. It's not so bad. No, pretty, it's I'm not so bad, bad. Any port in a storm. Don't go but We're not high, in a storm. Don't go high-hat. We're not hat. in a storm. Don't go high-hat Brooklyn foodie on the poor Chick-fil-A sandwich, for God's sake. We're not in a storm. All right. Let's move on. A
0: storm is a highway in the middle of Tennessee with we, nothing around we, you. We, we get out of here? Let's get out of here.
1: You got to give gotta get props to originate. The Talk first about a backhanded one. compliment. The first one. <laughs> what was wrong with it? I mean, it wasn't very good, but you know, come on. Come on. It's the original. The White Castle of Chicken Sandwich.
0: Desert Island Chicken Sandwich. Which what? one are you taking?
1: The one that I sort of like the best uh, these days, uh, it's from a place called Delaney. Uh, it's a Brooklyn place. They now have a, an outlet in one of the new food halls uh, near Grand Social Station. And it's really nicely sized. It's quite, uh, you know, it's well-priced. And they use thigh meat. And so it's sort of of a combination of the the, the Chang bat-winged monster, but trimmed down to a kind of sporty coupe-like chicken sandwich. Done in the the sort of Southern style, soft buns, slaw. All good. I like it. Chomp, chomp, chomp. There you have it. That's it for us. Uh, For Adam Platt, I'm Alan Sitzma.
0: Our thanks, as always, to uh, Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And to our producer, Sam Digman, we'll be back here with another episode in two weeks. Thanks for listening.